Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter. And make sure to print off our cheat sheet at HerFantasyFootball.com slash cheat sheet. That easy. Trust me, it'll save you at the draft. And a friendly reminder, make sure to tune in to our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Network from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday nights. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. And I have to say, that's the best intro I've done this season. That was very good. <laughs> okay. Nice. You know, I haven't really season. been analyzing your Not intros. Not in general, but oh, my intros have been awful as of late. Bad. I've stumbled over several parts, so that was, that was smooth sailing. Getting back into regular season groove, Court. That's right. right. Mid-season right. form right one. there. Right <laughs> for week one. Yes. <laughs> yes. The keys exactly. you've been drinking before this one, right? That no, 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 no. Just my diet. Just my diet Coke as usual. You cut out cheese, uh, didn't you? Hey, call me. Sponsorship. Uh, yeah, right. Well, our dress rehearsal is over for week three preseason. Now we get into the preseason game that really does not matter at all. But for people's jobs, that matters not at all in fantasy football. So we'll just talk about drafting because that's what's important that's going on in the next week and a half, you guys. You have a week and a half to draft your teams, really week, um, to draft your teams. And then it's football. It's football! It's Hanson on Sundays. I'm so excited. (laughs) On the red zone. It's awesome. Let's jump right into it. Jacksonville Jaguars and Atlanta Falcons. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Obviously still on my must-draft list is the Allen brothers. I just enjoy them greatly. Allen Robinson had 1,400 yards and 14 touchdowns last year. I don't think he's going to get that this year, but I think he's going to have similar... Fantasy points is A.J. Green did last year, which is about 1,200 yards and around 10 touchdowns. So, yeah, that's four touchdowns last, 200, 200 yards last. But still good. Still, still good. good, people. It's still good. Alan Hearns finished 14th in fantasy points for wide receivers last year. We have him ranked 29th, so that is fabulous value. Um, and I may have him ranked a little bit higher than others, too. So that's just great. So you're okay drafting him, too, for what the potential, the upside of Alan Hearns could be. Blake Bortles falls right outside our top 10 quarterbacks, the 11th ranking. Um, I think that he could fall right there at the end of the season, too. I think 11 actually is a really good number for Bortles. Um, For Mini Ben? For Mini Ben, yeah. I think he's going to probably be down about 400 yards and at least four passing touchdowns. Am I the only person that like gets freaked out that if I just take a glance at the TV, I think it's Ben Roethlisberger for half a second till I realize it's Blake Bortles? It is. It's like the younger version. It's right? a younger yeah. version, the younger, right? Younger, cleaner version. Yeah, like the cleaner face looking. But yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It is weird, Ashley. Freaks me out. Yeah. Well, sorry, everybody, for the viewers who hadn't noticed that yet. Now you're going to be scarred. Every time. Now you're scarred. Every every Uh, time. Every time. Um, Listen, for for my sleepers, I mean, Chris Ivory and TJ Yeldon, this is a tough one for me. Both guys are no more than fill-ins for for buys or flexes, in my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I think Yeldon is looking better. 
Um, but Ivory is the goal line guy, so it's like Yeldon and PPR. Do you Ivory think this is going to flush out and they'll go with one primarily, or do you think it's just going to be back and forth all year with both of them? Back I think they're going to use both of them. It's some I of them, some running back sets I'm not as scared about. This one, it's not that I'm scared because I didn't, I wasn't like really high on either one going into the season, right? Chris Ivory obviously has injury issues. TJ Yeldon has his own issues. They're on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, it's just like a combo of things that um, I wasn't like super excited about them with. Um, Listen, this could be very beneficial for the Jaguars, but we don't care about the Jaguars' record. At the end of the day, we want fantasy points. So the value is there for these guys. Do not reach for either one of them. And just a side note, uh, Jonas Gray was released by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do not pick him up. And, you know, Julius Thomas just still doesn't look good this preseason. Um he will be targeted in the red zone. I don't think he's gonna be targeted much getting down there. Obviously, if you guy, if your if your tight end gets two touchdowns, that's that's wonderful. So who cares if he catches any balls on the way down there? He doesn't be seem to be running the routes correctly, and he doesn't seem to be able to catch a lot of the passes. Uh, he's been dropping balls. I think Jacksonville Jaguars can get fed up with Julius dropping passes pretty fast, and they're gonna just go to the Allen brothers and be done with it. Um, and don't forget, Bortles can run in a touchdown or two this year as well. Mm-hmm. You know who told you that? Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, actually. Yeah, never forget Peyton Manning's <laughs> hatred of Julius Thomas. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Blake Bortles. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. no, 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 no you were referring no, to Peyton no. running in. I was like, you guys yeah. are on crack. Peyton no, 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 no. Peyton Manning yeah, loves to talk about Blake Bortles. What are you, how have you oh, missed yeah. this guy? I was like, wow, I'm missing this. Weird. I wonder if Peyton Manning knows who Blake Bortles is. Seriously. Legitimate right? question. Well, he's right next to him now. Now they're neighbors <laughs> now that he's in Miami coaching. But I love the the, t- the commercial with him right now with – um. Oh, Easy on Sunday morning. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Good. And where he like pencils with Eli store? for Tuesday yeah. across yeah. the entire day, and I'm just like, oh, it's so good. I'm glad he's still so able good. to contribute to commercials. Yeah. Oh, I love that we're starting off the show with Brandon's favorite, Mike Shanahan, or not Mike Shanahan, but might as well be. Might as well Kyle. be the Kyle. Kyle. Kyle Shanahan, Atlanta Falcons, all the rage. Actually, this is the easiest team ever. Again, Devontae Freeman, I just want to say, out-touched Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman did play about the same amount of snaps, uh, but there was no comparison. Devontae Freeman is the starter. Yeah, we've been telling you that forever. This is the exactly, this is a perfect example of what I'm not scared of when it comes, like, I am scared of TJ Yeldon, Chris Ivory. I'm not scared of Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman. Correct. Yeah. It is decided. Perfect. Perfect. Exactly. Coleman's getting the touches because it's preseason. Right. Well, and Don't I think they will mix them in a little bit more to keep Freeman fresh, which is yeah. what they said, because they want Freeman to be the bell cow. Hello? Anyway, um, Julio Jones, of course, uh, although in the third preseason game he did leave with an ankle injury, as opposed to it was just precautionary. Don't worry about it. Sleepers, uh, okay, Matt Ryan, terrible in the red zone last year. And then what does he do in the third preseason game? Throws an interception in the end zone. Interception! He's gorgeous. Yes, I was like, it's beautiful. It's Welcome token. back, Matt. Uh, wow. So, uh, again, uh, Atlanta Falcons, 7th in total offensive yards, tied with Houston for 21st in total scoring. Uh, I, I don't know what the deal is. They get in the red zone and it just all falls apart, which does hurt. 
Freeman and Julio Jones, but they just get so much volume, it doesn't matter. Doesn't and I'm okay with a late, late pick of Mohamed Sanu. You heard me. He caught seven of his 12 targets. 12 targets! That's a lot for 82 of 82 yards in preseason. Yeah, yeah, it was in the whole preseason, but still, most starters are not getting 12 targets, so they're clearly working him in. So he's an 11th round pick. I'm okay. Double digits? That re- that's where Mohamed Sanu should be. I'm okay with it. Don't draft everyone else. All right. New England Patriots at the New York Jets. All right, Giants. must uh, Giants, excuse me, Giants. <laughs> yeah, we gotta be clear. That's a, that's a rivalry game right there with the Jets. Yeah, seriously. rivalry where it's one-sided, but um, <laughs> Julian Edelman is still the man there. It is what it is. I'm sorry, he got hurt last year and only played in nine games, but. He's the wide receiver one and a PPR monster. Rob Gronkowski is still the man. He does not need a preseason. I'm fine with that. Sleepers, Deion Lewis is officially on the pup list. He's still going in the 11th round, which is crazy. So don't do that. Um, But uh, you know what? I'm okay with taking a flyer on LeGarrette Blunt if he falls in your league. But if you have a crazy Patriot fan, which we all do in all of our fantasy leagues, you know who it is. You point to them every time. You're like, you're going to take Tom Brady in like the sixth, aren't you? They suspended for four games. Press. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll yeah. be fine. Um, they're going to take LeGarrette Blunt and James White early. But if you can get them late, if you do not have a Patriots fan somehow, someway in your league, congratulations. Uh, James White is going in the 10th. Uh, but harder to trust. He did have 40 catches for 410 yards last year and four touchdowns. Uh, but again, I just—it's so hard. Bill Belichick he almost the way didn't he's make running the backs. team. Supposedly, well, all supposedly, well, supposedly Garrett Blunt almost didn't make the team, and I thought that was crazy. I was oh, like, I, please, uh, no. He and Belichick are probably soul sisters. No, it's fine. Uh, it seems like this team has a bit of an injury bug at wide receiver. So. I, I'm actually going to take back. So I said that I was down on Chris Hogan. Ends up no one's high on Chris Hogan. He's still going in the 13th round. So I say you can take him for a couple of reasons. One, you can play him twice a year for sure. When they play Buffalo, you know Belichick's going to beat him the box. So twice a year he's in. Also, if Julian Edelman goes down, Danny Amendola can't get healthy, Malcolm Mitchell dislocated his elbow, there are a lot of issues. So he's going to have to be used in some way, I guess. So I'm okay with the 13th round. And if you're really deep, Malcolm Mitchell is supposedly getting better. They really like him. He's a rookie. He has an ADP outside of the top 200. I don't hate it. Don't draft Jimmy Garoppolo. He completed nine of his 15 pass attempts for 57 yards in the third preseason game against the Panthers. Yeah. On the preseason, 54 pass attempts, only 36 completions for 406 yards, one touchdown, whole preseason. I think maybe that means everyone's a little overrated on this team, and I've been saying it since the get-go, and that includes, and is especially, Martellus Bennett. I was like, here it comes, here it oh, comes. Oh, my. Caught five of his nine targets for 59 yards. He's in for a lot of snaps. Once Gronk's there, who cares? I just, he's not Aaron Hernandez. I don't understand it. Not only that, but Brady's not there. I'm done. And she's out. Mic drop. Mic drop. Oh, my gosh. Down on Bennett. I'm a little Stop. intense today, you guys. I'm really tired, yeah. so it's like my energy is like also high. You know, when you're so right. tired, you're like so high, high, the New England low, low. rant. Mm-hmm. That was good. <laughs> Ashley, Ashley, the Giants. Hopefully, it's so, a little more kind of dry. It's, it's not. I mean, it's it's. <laughs> <laughs> I worked my way up from the bottom to the top on our notes. So we always have like massive amounts of notes for these shows. People that don't know, and I worked my bottom all the way up, and so. 
the Giants for my last team by this point. I just kind of was loopy like Brandon says. So I actually have my entire write-up basically as an article that I'm going to quote. Because <laughs> what else am I talking about with the Giants? Nothing. So uh, obviously you're drafting OBJ. That's a given. But Eli Manning, I just was, I don't know why this just like hit my funny bone today. But I got this from an article from NJ.com. And this is in reference to Eli Manning's Madden score. So... <laughs> They are obsessed with Madden. They really league. are. Wow, uh, wow. But so this is a quote, okay, and it's, Like many Giants fans, Orleans Darquois was shocked at Eli Manning's low rating when the newest edition of the popular Madden video game was released in August. Manning received an 81 overall rating, which tied the two-time Super Bowl MVP for 20th among quarterbacks. Unlike fans, Darquois has the power of influence of change. The Giants running back interned last year at EA Sports, which produces the Madden game. He struck up a relationship with the person in charge of player ratings during the week-long internship arranged by the NFL. No. So he called upon his friend to request a higher rating for Manning. I told him about Eli, he said. He had him at 81. He bumped him up to 83. We had a good two, three-day conversation about that. With his 83 overall rating, Manning is now tied with Oakland's Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins, 14th among quarterbacks. Darkwood doesn't think his lobbying will matter much to Manning. He doesn't care, he said. I, don't even, I didn't even bring it up to him. And I love that this is like basically the only news I could find about Eli Manning was in reference to his Madden score. It's because the Giants are bad. They're really bad. They're, but then I was thinking, like, okay, <laughs> let's take real football with what is slightly less real of fantasy, which is even less real, Madden sports, and we all kind of are in alignment that he probably should go around Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins. So technically, Orleans yeah. talked his way up into a correct drafting position for Eli Derek Manning. Was right. is the moral of my story here because I... Because, again, Manning did finish in the top ten. But if you watch that game, man, that was a rough, rough game to watch this week. Just bad. Just really, really Both bad. Both sides of the ball, actually. Exactly. So Sterling Shepard also had a rough time because he went up against Daryl Rivas. He, he was on the island. And I, I love sweet rookie Shepard. Uh, because it didn't go exactly as he thought, and he made a comment about how he tried to stiff-arm Revis and it didn't exactly go well for him. That's a direct quote, and I'm like, of course it didn't, Rook. What were you expecting against one of the best corners in the game? And then he's like, he's just really smart. I mean, he knows the game. He knows little things that most corners probably wouldn't know, and I'm like, you do realize that he is considered one of the best in the league, right? Like, also, all the corners know. <laughs> all the, the corners NFL. know. This is the NFL, exactly. I'm like... No, you're not going to be able to just stiff-arm your way like you did in college. So it's actually adorable, but also a little concerning. So anyway, again, not great play from him. Rashard Jennings actually had negative one yards last game. Luckily, he caught a couple receptions to put him in the positive, but he had a bad game. Um, literally, no one had a good game. The only positive was that Victor Cruz finally had his catch for the first time in 22 months. So yay, yay to Victor Cruz! Yay! Woo-hoo. I bumped him up in my rankings. It was only one Just for catch good spirit for four yards. But you know what? He said it felt great to be back out there in his number that's 80 right. jersey and to feel the crowd and to connect with Eli. Um, so I think that's encouraging. Now, granted, with that said, he is going to play probably 10 snaps, is what we've been told this week, and that's going to be in an effort to try to lock up a roster spot. Again, Victor Cruz is not a lock to make this team, so. Uh, make sure that you're watching this. You're not drafting Victor Cruz. Again, there's too many unknowns at this point. But overall, the Giants are looking pretty bad. 
and you should probably stay away from most of them other than OBJ and probably Eli Manning because he still end up in the top 15, top 10. We got the New York Jets, the Philadelphia Eagles. Ashley, hopefully you have better news with the Jets. Kind of. Brandon Marshall was held out of preseason game on Saturday with his hip. Uh, we are told it is not a concern, though. So, again, I'm not too nervous. It's Brandon Marshall. Why would they risk anything? There's absolutely no reason for it. Um, Eric Decker, though, he caught a pass for a touchdown. It was a great catch. Um, he's had kind of a ho-hum kind of game, but, again, I'm not worried. It's Eric Decker. Again, the best wide receiver, too, in the game. I'm not concerned about it. You're still drafting both of these guys. Uh, when it comes down to your sleepers, Blau Powell had a slightly better game, four carries for 18 yards, three catches for 16. So that was a little bit encouraging. I like Powell. A lot of people are down on Matt Forte. And, you know, I'm a, I'm not as down on it. And maybe it's because I love Forte. But it was his first game back. No, it wasn't a great game back. But he's Matt Forte, and he needs to get back into the groove of things. So this could actually work to your advantage. I think he is going to fall based off the game that he played a little bit. Probably not greatly, but he's going to fall a little bit in this next week here. I don't think you need to stay away from Forte altogether. I think he's going to be okay, but there certainly is a little bit of concern there. Um, and then there is talk of Geno Smith being sh uh, shopped for a trade right now. So that should be interesting. Do you want? Um, okay, guys, which one would you want on your team if you were the Vikings? Geno Smith or Mark Sanchez? Mark Sanchez. Sanchez. And actually, okay. I think because Sanchez is a similar demeanor to Teddy Bridgewater. He's a nice guy. Teddy Here's Bridgewater my... is considered one of the nicest guys like in all of football. Right, so is Mark right. Sanchez. So I think there's like that vibe for the locker room, I think. That's I what I was going to say. Geno Smith is not a locker room guy. And to bring a guy in mid-season, especially with how down the Vikings are over the loss of Teddy Bridgewater, I do not see that being the win-win situation for them. I look forward to being depressed when we talk about that. Mark Sanchez or Colin Kaepernick? Sanchez. Sanchez. All right. That's a closer one, though, for me. Slightly. Slightly. Okay. I can't decide what's going on over there in, in San Francisco. It's such a nightmare. I don't know if it's yeah. Kaepernick, if it's Chip Kelly, if it's in the water. I don't know. <laughs> Something's not right. Something's not are right. All, are you all done, Ashley, with the Jets? I'm done. On to the Eagles. Must drafts. Uh, Jordan Matthews, again, great value in the sixth round, and he should have a great season. I think this is just a good value pick. You can't miss it. Um, Bradford doesn't look that bad, so that's good for, I mean, don't draft Bradford. But <laughs> Look, let's be clear. For Matthews, <laughs> this is good news, right? This is good. So um, they did lose one of their offensive linemen to steroids use, and he'll be out for the rest of the season. So that's not hot. Um, we'll have to see how that affects the team going forward. It could be a big deal, especially for Bradford, who tends to get injured and die. So we'll see. Um, Ryan Matthews, I like Matthews, but... You would not need to grab him in the fifth round. And I think that's just too high for Matthews. This is where I start losing my value pick for a guy who's going to be sharing touches with Darren Sproles, whom I love, and is very injury prone. So it's not my favorite thing to be going for the fifth round for Ryan Matthews, who's burned so many of us for so many years. That's just not my thing. Um, but guys, Sproles is the guy, if you're in a PPR league for a flex play, I think Sproles is going to get lots of love this year. Zach Ertz as well will be one of Pedersen, Coach Pedersen's um, favorite toys of the year. We have him ranked seventh 
Um, yeah, I think that's probably right right about it. And guys, anybody else? There's no there's no really sleepers. You just don't draft them. So they go into the no draft list for the Eagles. Tennessee Titans, the Miami Dolphins. This will be a quick one. Uh, DeMarco Murray, he's a given. He's looked fantastic all preseason. You absolutely need to draft him. Uh, I love him this year. I don't know. He's looking good. You know, like last year was such a disappointment, but this year he's back to, you know, DeMarco about 2014 season. I feel good about it. Delaney Walker, he left the game with an illness, so he wasn't quite feeling right. He couldn't catch his breath, but we haven't heard anything in terms of this being an actual injury that's of any concern. Um, and Delaney Walker, again, is one of the top tight ends in the league and someone that you need to draft. So Has that ever happened to you guys? Where you can't catch your breath? Like, suddenly sick? It happens every Supposedly day. Supposedly that's what it is. Well, yeah, you... Okay, I shouldn't have asked that question. I had a 100-degree temp <laughs> temperature before I started today. It's probably back down to normal. Oh, no! Yeah. <laughs> like, the start of the podcast or the day in general? The podcast, yeah. Oh. I was like, man, I feel a little hot. My temperature was like, ooh, I'm at 100. Intriguing. Time to go record. <laughs> but sometimes I will. I'll get dizzy. I'll get nauseous. He probably has a bug, and he didn't oh, know yeah. it until he started exerting his energy, and then it just, like, hit him like a ton of bricks. Especially yeah, when you get hit, and, and you're off balance, yeah. and, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm not nervous yeah. about it. Delaney Walker no. never seems to have any health issues. He's not one of these players that's constantly hurt, so this is nothing that you need to be concerned yeah, it, with. Yeah, if it's anything, it's it's a, the flu, you flu, know. Flu, bug. Yeah, two weeks to get over it. Yeah, again, he's Damn. not, not going to play this week. Why would they play him? You're, you're going to be fine. Sleepers, Tajay Sharp, he looks fantastic. Rashard Matthews looks great overall. Um, Derrick Henry, this is another guy that Coach Malarkey continues to emphasize that he is going to find a way to get Henry on the field. Now he emphasizes DeMarco Murray is going to be the workhorse, but he is strategically planning to have Henry involved in this offense. And I'm not talking like he gets on, you know, touches the ball twice a game. He's going to be used. So I think Henry is a great guy to consider in, in terms of a flex. And especially if you have Murray and you want to handcuff yourself, Henry is the handcuff. They would absolutely... Some people think him. Henry is going to be the starter by the by midseason. I don't think he will be, but I, I, can see, I can see this being a very rush-first offense. And I can see both of them having very good games yeah. on a regular basis. To be honest with you, I'm not afraid of Henry. I mean, I'm gonna you're you're drafting Henry. You can get Henry way lower. You can get Henry in the tenth round compared to Demarco Murray. So where you get him, you're not going to get much better running back in that round that actually is going to be able to produce points for you on a regular basis, week in week out. Right. So for his value, off the charts for where you can draft him. So really into him, Kendall Wright. I do want to mention. He missed practice with a hamstring injury. Then he went into practice and, boom, restrained his hamstring that has had him out all preseason. He's missed most of camp and all preseason again too, due to this injury. He is another one of these guys that has been historically had issues with injuries. Do not draft him. He, he, Rashard Matthews and Tajay Sharp are the guys. You've got Andre Johnson on this team. You've got Harry Douglas. They've got options. They have no need to rush Kendall right back. Stay away from him. Now, granted, with that said, he does feel that he'll be ready to be playing by week one, but I don't count on it. And why don't don't draft him? There's absolutely no reason for you to make a play like this. Agreed. Yeah. And then in terms of just some news, you know, Antonio Andrews is looking like to be the third guy. Um, he's edging out David Cobb and Bishop Sankey, which makes sense because David Cobb was waived on Tuesday. 
So um, I'm actually kind of shocked that Cobb went over Sankey, but it could just be my hate of Sankey from a few years back that is jilting me on my perception of this one. But Antonio Andrews is the guy. I think we just hate him because of Twitter. I mean, the amount of Twitter questions we got it about could be. Sankey it, it, was it, definitely it, a record it setting. Could be. It was this the week? Is this, this is the, the week? week he blows up? No, there is no week. There's no such week. Um, but Antonio Andrews is not is someone that let's say Henry went down and Murray went down, it would be Antonio Andrews. Right. And he and he did well. And last an apocalypse. Year. In apocalypse. Game. Yeah, when zombies eat, you know. Antonio Andrews. God. That. Malarkey's face off. <laughs> Antonio's is the guy. Antonio Andrews is the guy. It never will be Sankey. Let's make that very clear though. It will never be Sankey. I feel like the only person Tennessee's missing is uh, Alfred Blue. And then they'd have like all the rejects of 2015 on one team. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. They need you Christian know? Michael. They need Christian Michael. They need Christian Michael yep. and Alfred mm-hmm. Blue. And they're, mm-hmm. they're set. They're set. All right, the Dolphins must draft Jarvis Landry. Uh, it's the 10th easiest schedule for those wide receivers. So that is fantastic. And with that, I'm saying Kenny Stills is a must draft. I agree. That uh, game yeah. is legit. Guys, I like I him. He's the best wide receiver in the NFL in preseason. That that is bananas. bold statement. It's not a bold statement. It is. Stats. It is what is <laughs> stats. It's numbers. It's real. Okay. And and whether you like it or not, and we don't. Miami likes him. Yep. Adam Gaze wants to get him the ball. They are targeting him. And I don't know what is going on because nothing else is really working in Miami, but Kenny still seems to be working with Tannehill. So, okay, I'm buying in. She's in, too. Put me in. You don't even have to pay for him. You put, put me in, in, coach. Super late. Super, super, super late. Last pick of the draft. It's crazy. Unless people have been watching preseason in your draft, then you, you might want to reach a little higher for him. And I would reach. We totally reach for him. I'm okay. In the double digits, but still reaching. Um, and that brings me up to Devontae Parker, guys. I cannot get behind this guy and where he's going. He is the most overvalued wide receiver, too, in the world. So we have to move on. He's a we potential guy. He's a potential, he's a potential guy, guy that takes all of our counterpart analysts years yeah. to give up on. He's one of those. Yeah, we give up quickly here. We do, and, and we do. Yep, we do. So I'll say though that preseason game, Courtney, you were totally right. Kenny Stills wanted the ball. Devonte Parker did not. No, it was crazy. It was like two two different stories happening at the same time. Absolutely, it's crazy. Yep. It's it's really it's bizarre, and he's just yep. clearly just not doesn't get it. I yep. know Adam Gaze gave him a piece of his, you know, whatever. I don't know, but it, it is what it is. He has the talent. He has the size. He just can't, hasn't been able to get it done. I don't want to, like, put everything into preseason because it's freaking preseason, right? But So when you're was, drafting. It was OTAs. It was training camp. You know, it's like everything put together is just not pretty for Devontae yet. And you have to draft him high. So when it's you're drafting, Courtney, what mm-hmm. you're saying is kind of like when you see the magician and they continuously put one number in front of you so that when they say, what number are you thinking? you subconsciously pick the number they put in front of you. Yes. So prior to drafting, mm-hmm. mention Devontae Parker's name seven times around the chip dip bowl, grabbing a beer. They'll drive yes. it. Plant it. Plant it. Plant the Devante Parker seed. They will gravitate to it, and they'll yes. grab him high, and you'll have Kenny Stills to yourself. That's right. You'll, yeah, you will. 
Um, as far as the running backs, I told you last week that that dress rehearsal was a pretty big deal for those running backs. And although I believe Ajayi is still number one on the depth chart, to me it's clearly Arian Foster who's going to be getting the majority of the work. Now listen, Adam Gaze likes hurry up offenses. That's what he does. When he gets on the field and he calls the first play, it is nonstop from there. There are no breaks, and you go for it. So you don't have to worry about Foster and Ajayi going out for like third downs or, you know, whatever. That's not a concern. When the one running back is in, he's in for the series. And who's the more productive running back? Well, it's Arian Foster. And so you're going to get good Arian Foster for, you know, as long as Arian Foster can hold up. And Four then he will die. Yep, yep, yep. And then you'll get a JHI and he will die. And I guarantee you neither one of those running backs will be the starting running back for Miami by the end of the season. But yeah. I think Arian Foster, if you want to pay a high price for him, I think he will get you enough for those first things. But it's risky. It's totally risky. I love Foster, but it, I got him in the 17th round um, in July, beginning of July, and he didn't even have a team. I felt good about that. Mm. You have to take him in the fifth round. But Tata. you're not handcuffing yourself with Jai, right? Or are you? Well, no, because you have to take Jai high too. So you're taking two guys within the first nine rounds for one position that could not even be either one of them by the end of the season because they're both injury prone. So no. I think they're both, to me, in value when it comes to down to it all, they are flex guys mm. that have the upside of of running back twos, but you have to pay higher than that than you than you're going to want to put in your roster. So unless you really just want to risk it, say get Jai late and then take a D'Angelo Williams who you know is playing the first few games by himself and then hope Foster dies and Jai comes in and stays healthy, then I can see that. But I wouldn't take both of them because you have to take both of them too high for to, to equal out for me. So, um, Other than that, there's nobody else in this team worth talking about. Do not talk about Cameron Jordan. Jordan Cameron, I have no interest in talking about him or Tannehill Ryan. I'm over him too. Which, by the way, they keep saying that he's going to go to this tight end. Adam Gase loves his tight end. Loves his tight end. He, and he did. Does, and he did. He's dropping it. Yeah. He oh, gosh. It. I it's think of so you bad. every time I watch a game. I'm like, Courtney yeah. is calling him Jordan Cam Cameron Jordan, Jordan right now. Yeah. Yes. I said it out loud. Yes. Yes. It's unbelievable. Oh, man. I'll tell you. It's making me not want to do Kobe Fleener in my drafts just because having to watch him, uh, you know, Jordan drop the ball. ball. It's just like, oh my god, it's painful. And I have well, Kobe Flaner in a few of the leagues, so I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be talking bad it. about Kobe Flaner lately. Oh gosh, sorry. All right, well, we'll go to Flaner's previous team, the Indianapolis Colts, the Cincinnati Bengals. Brandon, this is actually gonna be pretty simple. Uh, T. Y. Hilton, I don't care about his preseason. He is the wide receiver one on a team that's gonna have to throw the ball. That defense is terrible, and it keeps getting more and more injured. Moncrief caught six of his seven targets for 58 yards in the Colts' third preseason game against the Eagles. He is good at football. Uh, the sleepers, the problem, their offensive line is terrible. They're really bad. I mean, really bad. I am shocked that an offensive line looks that bad in the National Football League. 
Well, and the fact that it was so bad last year that they didn't spend the time and money to make sure Andrew yeah. Luck was protected. They didn't even remotely address it. I just want to say that I have Andrew Luck ranked seventh, and I think I might be too high on him, and I am the lowest on him out of almost any other fantasy analyst out there. But he looks there. awful. It's really bad. I'm very concerned. Um... I would love for that not to be the case. I'm not an Andrew Luck hater. I don't hate the Indianapolis Colts. No, we actually love Andrew Luck. It's kind yeah. of sad. It's sad. But he does not have a lot of time to throw that ball. Um, but T.Y. Hilton and Dante Moncrief are great talents, and they are going to have to throw the ball. So I don't know if this is going to be a Blake Bortles situation where actually he's not as good at football as he is at being a fantasy option maybe. Maybe. That's the best-case scenario for Andrew Luck. Um, the Bad thing is Frank Gore is going to have a really tough time running the ball. Really tough time. They also just let, lost their left guard, uh, Jack Muir, to um, a torn ACL. So he's out for the whole season. Robert Turbin uh, looks like it's a clear handcuff, not Josh Ferguson. Just FYI if you're into that. And I'm also worried about Dwayne Allen because I think he's going to have to block. I know. I'm sorry. I mean, I know we want to be the pass-catching guy, but he's a great blocker, and they need him because their offensive line is terrible. He wasn't targeted at all in their third preseason game, and he hurt his hip. Uh, so he was held out of practice, supposedly is fine. I don't know. So as far as the don't draft list, I, I guess everyone else, I'm worried. Colts, worrisome, other than the worrisome. wide receivers. Yep. Bengals, Ashley. Jeremy Hill, you're drafting Jeremy Hill. This is a given. Uh, AJ Green, you're drafting AJ Green. That is a given. Although I do want to point out that he did say there is no way he is missing the birth of his first child. That's right. And he would miss a regular season game if it comes to that. And I applaud it. You know what? I love it. Great for you. His child is due in a month. So keep that in I mind. I don't. I think it's selfish. You should have had the baby in spring. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we can always plan births when we want to. No, you can you can plan to be induced, and you better damn well induce on a Monday when you have a Sunday night game, or better yet, you have a Thursday night game and you induce on Sunday. You need to get it done, AJ. We expect you on the field. This well, is you're fantasy. The, you're this the is only real. one who's had a child, so I can't speak to birth plans. But I'm gonna guess they have a birth plan. And uh... I'll tell you, if I was AJ's wife and I was playing AJ, I'd be like, get your ass on the plane and go and go play some football. I got fantasy to win. So hopefully she's a fantasy player. Let's cross her fingers, guys. I do want to point out, though, one day out of seven is only a 14% chance that he misses the actual Agreed. Sunday. Agreed. I think, I think it's going to be fine, and in fact, he'll probably have the baby, and you for sure have to start him. You're already starting him because he'll play lights out, because, again, baby and death rule. Any family tragedy, you start or that. Celebration. Or celebration. Or celebration. It's not a tragedy or child. <laughs> you start that player. I know that sounds heartless, and luckily we don't have any tragedies or celebrations to discuss exactly at this moment, but when there is one, you start that player. So in a month, AJ Green's gonna have the best game of his life, as long yeah. as that birth doesn't come on a Sunday. So don't screw it up, kid. With that said, he did lump off the field of the game with a knee injury, but the team is reporting that it's not serious. They just had no reason to put him back into the game. Everything's gonna be fine, no reason to freak out. Giovanni Bernard, again, this is a guy that is fantastic and somebody worth getting, especially if you are in a PPR league. Giovanni Bernard is a pass catching back, and he is one of the best in the game at it. Uh, he had two catches for 25 yards and a touchdown against the Jags. He had three carries for 27 yards. That's fine. Played less, you know, half a game and got some good stats. So nothing to worry about Giovanni Bernard. You are targeting him. Now what's interesting is the Tyler Boyd, Brandon LaFell situation. So LaFell finally got in, and he caught only one 
target, his only target, but for eight yards in the game. Now, LaFell and Boyd did stay in longer, which does tell us that the coaches wanted to see them actually play a bit to kind of determine who was going to actually be the guy. They wanted to get extended looks at them. LaFell did get the most snaps alongside A.J. Green, but then A.J. Green went out, and then both um, LaFell and Boyd got a lot of looks because A.J. went out. So these two I can see going back and forth all year in terms of who is actually going to be the wide receiver, too, technically on this team. But I think they're going to probably end up having to do a lot of three wideout sets because, again, Brian LaFell drops a lot of balls, he's been injured, Boyd is a rookie, and then A.J. Green's just the man. So, And we've got Eifert, who also is not in the situation, so that's also going to have to lead us to three wide receiver sets because he is projected to be not back till about week four or six. So keep that in mind because, you know, basically his, his ranking is taking that into consideration, but this is longer than was anticipated. So, yeah, don't go too high for Eifert. What? Um, Wasn't Tyler Eifert just saying last week, I can be back by week one? Well, you know, he was walking on a treadmill in water, so naturally that means you're ready to go. <laughs> treadmill but, in water. Same awesome. thing as being it's the tackled. the same thing. Same thing. Yep. Ask Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly the same. <laughs> or he won't be back till week four or six. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> Tony um, Romo. I know, it's so sad. It's so sad. this week. I didn't even think about that. So sad. Mm-hmm. Now, Pac-Man Jones, he did hurt his calf uh, during warm-ups. So the Bengals always has a pretty good defense. I think he'll be fine by the time regular season rolls around, so we don't really need to take into consideration, but just, just something to note. Pittsburgh Steelers of the Carolina Panthers. Antonio Brown, the number one wide receiver uh, on your fantasy radar, and uh, congratulations on your new contract. Way to go. That is very exciting. Congrats. Don't mess it up now. Don't get paid and then stop getting lazy. That is correct. Uh, Big Ben looked great uh, against the New Orleans Saints. Everyone does. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 12 for 17 for 147 yards and two touchdowns. Of note, though, Ladarius Green officially on the pup list due to, we think, his ankle injury and headaches. But no one knows exactly. It's still a mystery, and I'm out on Ladarius Green train. Is he has said he doesn't have headaches, and yet there's all this headache talk. I am. I think there's. I think there's something going Conspiracy on there theory. that's a very weird thing. I want nothing to do with. You know what I want to do with? Jesse James. Give me Jesse James. Jesse James is the tight end who went in there four for five for 25 yards and a touchdown. They want to get him involved. I'm afraid Ladarius Green isn't even going to have a job when he gets back. You heard me. Boom. I'm taking Jesse James because you can get him at the end of your draft. He's a perfect tight end two with some upside. And there's some tight end twos that I'm out on now. Vance McDonald, I don't know what's going on with the 49ers. I don't even I don't even know if they're a team anymore. I'm pretty sure they shipped him away. And uh, you know, we don't know about Zach Miller's headaches. Clive Walford has been a complete disappointment so far this preseason. So some of the sleepers are not working out. Jesse James and Virgil Green, in my opinion, are two guys I'm targeting late and often, um, very into them. And we've discussed the Le'Veon Bell, D'Angelo Williams situation. If you want Le'Veon Bell in the first round, you do you. But D'Angelo Williams is going in the fifth, so you're going to have to get it together. You either take two guys in the first five rounds to fill one slot on your roster, or you figure out something else. But that's the reality of your life. Good news, they brought in Zach Mettenberger after he was cut from the San Diego Chargers. Now, 
I, I think he's better than uh, Landry Jones. I'm going to put it out there. Jones went 37 for 54 for 372 yards, two touchdowns, and four interceptions in the preseason. We saw him and what happened to our beautiful Antonio Brown when he was in. So I'm hoping Zach Mettenberger would be better. Mettenberger was pretty good in Tennessee, uh, in my opinion, as like a backup guy. He was fine. Okay. So um, it could be worse, uh, as we'll talk about later. Landry but. Jones' numbers, when you look at the, stat the stats aren't actually that bad, but when you watch them play, it's uh, oh, yeah. oh man, yeah. Well, four interceptions is not good, but 372 yards and two touchdowns, two touchdowns isn't like, that bad. 37 out of 54 isn't that bad. The That's yeah. the whole preseason. That's three games. Oh, but... oh this is broken down. No, you're no, right. That was the whole. So anyway, it's not, not good. good. At all. Not um, good at all. Eli Rogers is a wide receiver three. This is actually what happened in life. And uh, Marcus Wheaton is wide receiver two. I'm not quite sure about either of their fantasy value, but they're both going in double-digit rounds, so I'm okay with it. Don't draft. Who is the real Sammy Coates? Can you please stand up? Where'd he go? We don't know. Where is he? Where'd he go? Well, Where? he's like good or bad. We don't know, but there's very little in between. Where are you? Carolina Panthers must drafts Cam Newton. We have him ranked first. I mentioned in previous shows, I don't think he's the number one quarterback, but you're going to have to take him as the number one quarterback because that's where he's fallen. Calvin Benjamin, we have him ranked 17th. Listen, he has the 28th hardest schedule, and there's a lot of receivers on this team. So he's not my favorite 17th pick. Um, I'm not upset about it. I don't think... He, People below him should be ranked higher than him, per se, but it's just like, buyers beware, really, really tough schedule, and talented crew around him. Mm. Speaking of which, Greg Olson, third-ranked tight end. I Hopefully nothing will come back, or nothing will affect him this year, but he is having back problems, but he's back on the field, so hopefully that is done and behind him, literally. The Carolina Panthers defense, we have them ranked fifth. They're fine. Jonathan Stewart's the 20th ranked. Sixth easiest schedule. Gosh, I love that value for Jonathan Stewart. Such a steal in fantasy drafts. Keep an eye on him, you guys. You don't even have to reach for him. He's there. He's there. He just falls to you. Just falls. Uh, my sleepers are Ted Ginn Jr. He's the definition of boomer bust player, but they like to throw him the ball, guys. Yep. Can't. Can't get past stats, people. And Kevin or Devin Funches, you know, you can get him in the 12th to 13th round. And people are saying that he might be the top receiver come to the end of the year. Um, that's fine. I don't care if he's number one or number two, but it's value. It's 12th pick on a really awesome um, offense. Now, Kim Newton hasn't looked great this offseason. He's throwing high. He's just having a harder time. It's going to be a much harder schedule for him. I'm not up on Cam Newton. I wouldn't take a high pick on a quarterback this year anyways. Um, but I'm just letting you know, like, I'm just really not there. So, sorry. If you take him, I'm sure you'll love him, but it's just not my thing. Washington Redskins of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kirk Cousins is looking good. Speaking of people, I'm gonna let fall yeah, to me. Seriously. Come here. Come here. Come 12 hither, for 20, my friend. Yeah, 12 for 23, 188 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, which was in his first drive of the game. He had to kind of warm up. Uh, that second quarter is when he's had all three touchdowns. 
uh, you like that, I should say. That's you right. like that. Jordan Reed, yes. Deshaun Jackson, also looking good for 556 yards. He's had an outstanding camp. People love him. And the two years prior, he went over 1,100 yards in each of those years before getting injured in 2015 and only playing in nine games. He's going in the seventh round. I'll take it. I, I think he's someone to target, especially if you're in a league... Um, that's not PPR, because he's definitely that down-the-field guy. Pierre Garçon scored a touchdown last week, a starter, and going outside of the top 200 players off the board. That's crazy value. Yeah. Uh, if you have a deep bench and you can wait, Josh Doxson is a talent, but he will not be utilized until down the stretch. Just get over it. It's not going to happen. <laughs> if you have a short bench, he's not your guy. So that's life. Jamison Crowder, I feel kind of the same way. They want him to have a big role. He's a slot receiver, but he keeps getting hurt. He's dealing with a sore knee right now before it was a hamstring. It's risky, but a high reward if it works out. Don't draft Matt Jones, Rob Kelly, Mac Brown. I have no idea what's going on in this backfield. Uh, you know, Matt Jones is supposedly a starter. He got hurt with his AC joint, uh, but Rob Kelly has been killing it. And then today, Mac Brown started being awesome, too. The, the Tampa Bay-Washington uh, game actually happened already. Uh, but the problem is, is that no idea, no one has any idea what's going on, and they're all kind of in this weird area. Sure, you can pick up, I guess, Rob Kelly or Mac Brown if you're like, you know, in the weird, long, deep league. A lot of us are in those. But uh, if you're in a regular redraft, I think I'm out on all of them. All of them. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye. See you later. Ashley Peace. Bucks. This one's really quick. Doug Martin, he's great. You're taking him off the board as well. Mike Evans, I'm finally warming up to him. It's taken me a few seasons. It's a few. Granted, again, he does drop a lot of passes, but you know what? He caught five passes for 115 yards and a touchdown against the Browns. He had a great game. I think he's going to have a good season. I think him and Jameis Winston are connecting, so I can finally get a bit more on board with Mike Evans. Because Mike Evans and Keenan Allen fall into my... I'm not sure they're actually wide receiver one material guys. They're like top of wide receiver two for me, but I think Mike Evans is, is worth Can't the deny the targets, year. guys. Can't deny the targets. Nope. The balls are flying in their face. They're eventually going to make some money for you. So, so I'm, I'm on board with Mike Evans. Sleepers, Charles Sims. He's great in PPR leagues. you got to take a look for him. Austin Safarian Jenkins. He will play with the first team. He's been playing the first team offense. He's saying that he's... This is really interesting. He says he's finally starting to figure out the mental aspect and that he needs to be more detail-oriented and fundamentally sound at all times. And I kind of want to be like, you're just figuring this out? Welcome to the NFL. Did you think you didn't need to be fundamentally sound? See, I don't like or that detail oriented. That, that to me means he's not trained. He's not trained. He's got bad preparation. He's going to get hurt. And this is yeah. part of what the coach's issues have been with him, hence why yeah. he still technically is ranked behind Cameron Brait on the depth chart. But it will be Austin Safarian Jenkins when all is said and done, more than likely. Uh, I think they kind of wanted to put him in his place, and they're slowly working him back up. Uh, but James My Winston, problem is, though, the I'm sorry, someone who's injury-prone and doesn't work hard is a bad combination in the NFL. That's, well, he's injury-prone probably because he doesn't work hard. Good work exactly, that's and that's why thing. I can't trust yeah. him to be on my fantasy team because I don't think he's going to be out there, even though he has all this talent. Those are two bad things to have in the same person. But he's going, like, not even being drafted. That's so, true. I mean, he's okay. someone you could get if you if you, if you you decide that you want to draft a backup tight end. 
you could draft him and there is potential upside or you can stream him if you have a you know a so-so tight end you could stream potentially in Austin Safarian Jenkins because do not you do not want to play him the first few games of the season because Winston has got a really tough schedule he goes up against LA Carolina, Arizona, Denver. He's got some defenses that are going to tear him apart. And we've already seen with Jameis Winston in the preseason, he's got really, really low games and then really, really high games. I mean, he completed 16 of his 25 passes for 259 yards and two touchdowns against the Browns. Yes, it's against the Browns, but this is what you get with Jameis Winston. This is why he's not a starting quarterback. He's the kind of guy you stream if you see he's going to play against a weak defense. He's going to have a great game. But if he goes up even against a mediocre or a top defense, it is, it's rough out there, and it's rough for the whole team. So you just you really got to make sure that you're looking at your players for how that matches up with Winston in terms of the defenses that he's going to play. And then Lewis Murphy was placed on the pup list, um, who was a wide receiver on the team, just as a little FYI. No one's really drafting Lewis Murphy, but I just thought I'd throw it out there in case someone's got a crazy low, crazy, crazy deep league. I have a crazy, crazy deep league where I own Cameron Bratt. So if we could just make that Austin's favorite and Jenkins go away, that would be great. We got the <laughs> Buffalo Bills with the Detroit Lions. The Bills. Sammy Watkins. Woo! You can draft him. Do it. Yes, Brandon, thank you for the dance my kids do. Uh, you know, the third preseason game shows us nothing for the Bills uh, starters, but... You now know what we are drafting. Why you're drafting Sammy Watkins, and probably in the late to second, third round is where you're going to have to take him. So that's what it is, people. Sean McCoy, same thing goes for McCoy. Um, I think you might even have to go even a little higher for McCoy. I feel okay about it, you guys. I'm really on the McCoy tra- train. I'm on it. I'm a choo chewer. I'm on it. I love I like it. it. Um, we have McCoy ranked right below Eddie Lacy at number eleven. So let's. I think that's a fair. Um, Tyrod Taylor still in my must-draft list. Ninth quarterback, especially since quarterbacks are going down like left and right nowadays. Uh, we have mm. the ninth quarterback. Listen, I think that's too high. I wouldn't have him as my number one quarterback. He has a really, really tough schedule. Really tough. No defense, which can be positive for a quarterback. He does have a great running back and a great wide receiver, but... I just like him as my number two guy, especially if you get a guy that's injury-prone, like a Carson Palmer or um, there's somebody else that's ranked right next to Carson Palmer that I'm thinking of. You know, they just... Even like a Ben Roethlisberger who's gotten... Ben Roethlisberger, that's what I'm talking about. Ben Roethlisberger and... and, Yeah, they're right there where they they can get hurt, you know, and, and I think Tyrod Taylor is a guy I would reach for for my second quarterback, um, but it's not... I don't think I could feel comfortable as my number one guy. I don't know. Is that bad? So who would you put above him? Maybe Kirk? Kirk, probably. Oh, Kirk for sure. I have them 9 and 10, so they can be interchanged. Well, I like Tyrod. my comfort layer. I, I like Tyrod Taylor. I do. I just don't think I would feel comfortable with him as my number one guy. Like you'd rather go a little bit earlier and get a Drew Brees or Russell Wilson. Yeah, or or do a Carson Palmer or a Kirk Cousins or I oh, mean I'm not like, on the huge Eli. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's it. You're right. 
You're right. I actually. like Tyron. I think ten is like he's to me that nine, ten, eleven spot because he's he's on the cusp. Like he's on the cusp of being a top ten starting quarterback and being like the best of the second tier down. It's I think he's gonna have a good season this year. It's it's a tough one. Yeah, it, it, it is tough because he has huge upside. That's what's great about huge Tyler, upside. Huge upside. So, um, my sleeper is Charles Charles Clay remains um, there because you know nobody's drafted him. And so, just keep an eye on him. So, I, I think that you can pick him up if you have somebody who goes down. I think he might get you a couple good games. So, just remember that. Keeps creeping up my rankings. Just a little so bit. He does. He's just, just tugging it. Tugging it. A little bit. Um, reminder, Carlos Williams is off the team. Um, if he I does like find him. a new team, he will be suspended for the first four games. So, he's creeping. <laughs> it's like literally just like almost like a mouse is creeping it up. This is yeah, this is Charles the Clay right now. He's going up the ladder. I see actually. you, Charles Clay. Can can you Snapchat uh, that every time he scores a touchdown, Brandon? Do your creepy Carl <laughs> Charles Clay creeping up, creeping up my ladder. He's creeping. Oh <laughs> gosh! All right, let's get to these lions. Again, wow! I have teams with really bad offensive lines. The Detroit Lions. Oof. Oof duh. Uh, but I do like the weapons there. Golden Tate, three for five for 29 yards. Looked good, though. Like, you know, he's going to play. Mm-hmm. Still a wide receiver one. Marvin Jones will get used. Three of six targets for 25 yards. Uh, not going down the field that much, mostly because, again, the offensive line, Stafford just doesn't have time. Anquan Bolden is basically free. Pick them up wherever. Three of five for 22 yards. Basically, they all have the same stat lines in case you didn't catch that. Wide receiver three for sure. And he's going to get a lot of play if Eric Ebron's out, which, by the way, looks like it's going to be the case. He's supposedly 50-50 to start week one. And before it was like, no, he's definitely not going to start week one. It goes in and out. I don't love it. Eric Ebron is slowly making his way down down the list. He's no Charles Clay. <laughs> I don't know what this move is. If I you're not watching on YouTube, you're drowning. Like, <laughs> um, I'm gonna say this. Stafford is kind of this sleeper. He needs one of those. Like, he needs one of those necklaces for seniors, so this is and they fall. You know, and you push the alert button and it calls the fire department. That's what he needs. And, but yet, as weird as it is, he looks a little more agile than he has in your past. Yeah, I keep you know what I'm saying? Forth. I don't know how I feel. Again, the offensive line is really tainting everything for me. 14 of 23 for 95 yards versus the Ravens last week, but he's cheap. He's an 11th round pick. He's done it before. Now, Andy Dalton's right after him. Now, Andy Dalton doesn't have Tyler Eifert. It looks like Tyler Croft is a little bit of a disaster. There's some problems there. But still, I don't know. Stafford uh, can still be considered based on his weapons. Again, they just have yeah. a lot of people there. Double-digit rounds. I go back and forth. Amir Abdullah, 16 yards on four carries. They got rid of Stephen Ridley because Zach Zenner is definitely the uh, official backup or maybe even is going to have some carries. Again, they don't care about anyone getting even 1,000 yards in Detroit. They have said that, the coaching staff. Um, Zenner had three carries for 13 yards. Theoretic, three carries for 35 yards and caught one. One of his two targets for seven yards. It's a quagmire. Um, but I think actually out of everyone, I want maybe Theoretic. For I sure. I think he's the only one with a, a carved out role. Especially if you're PPR. Theoretic was fantastic last year. I guarantee you he will be. He will have the most total yards again this year. Theoretic. Yeah, I, I agree. There you go. Bam. 
He's the one. Los Angeles Rams, the Minnesota Vikings. Well, you they just listed off like five running backs to one team, and there's one player to this whole team. Great. So it's really nice. Todd Gurley again. Number one guy for running backs and PPRs. He doesn't catch the ball a lot, guys, so keep that in mind. But he's still a beast on the ground that maybe it doesn't matter to you. Uh, not a super bad schedule. And we all saw what Ezekiel Elliott did to Seattle this last preseason game. So, Todd Gurley, I'm not concerned about you going up against him twice this year. I'm into it. Tear it up. Rams wow. defense, ninth. Take him. Sleepers, Tavon Austin. We have him ranked 51. He is only valuable, I think, to me if you get those points for the defense of, you know, the runbacks, the, the touchdowns, punt returns. Uh, punt returns. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, he's almost like not a bad stack with the St. Louis Rams. If you draft the St. Louis Rams and then you can do Tavon Austin, you can get like double <laughs> the points. I know this is crazy stack thing to say, but for daily – that's not a bad option right there. If you can get double the points for Austin and the Rams. Is, we're talking about money here, people. we got to uh, check your settings, but at least if you have Austin, if you have the Rams defense, you won't be angry if Austin... If the points go to the receiver, you won't be angry that you didn't get it for the defense and vice versa. Right. That's um, But, yeah, so... Anyways, don't draft Lance Kendrick. He caught all three targets for 36, which is great. But there's like a tight end competition going on in in Los Angeles for some reason. This is like, come Why? on. Why? He's the best. I know. It's totally weird, but they want to get this other guy involved. And eventually, I think one of them could turn out to be good if, if the Rams coaching staff can figure out their stuff. But until then, Lance Kendricks is not draftable. Hmm. Casey Keenum. Case Keenum. <laughs> Case Keenum. Obviously, you don't draft him. Vikings. Why? Why? It's really devastating. Brian's, was, dread, Brian's been, been dreading up, this talk. I've been upset for like 24 hours. It's I almost really cried. Sad. It's upsetting because as I was watching the game, I was like, wow, Teddy looks good. Really he did good, look yeah. good. He looked really good. Uh, before we get to Teddy, we'll talk about some other players on the team because Teddy's going to be emotionally devastating and I need to give it the proper attention it deserves. So we'll quickly just talk about uh, Jerick McKinnon. He also looked really good in the game. He rushed eight times for 56 yards, caught two out of his two targets. Man, I'm a big fan of him. If you've got AP and you want to handcuff yourself... McKinnon's and he's going at the appropriate spot he for is. a darn he's, handcuff. He's, he's, I would argue... Top three handcuffs, maybe top two handcuffs in the league with Jerick McKinnon because he is solid. And if AP goes down, this isn't... I don't think they're going to necessarily shift their game plan, especially with Teddy out. They're definitely not going to do that because now they're going to have to be running a whole heck of a lot more. So he's a fantastic handcuff. If you get AP, you should shoot for McKinnon. He's, he's fantastic. Adrian Peterson, as only AP can do, Peterson decided that he's not going to play in the last two preseason games. He shouldn't have to. They shouldn't want him to play I know, play in the last but I just love games. his decision. And Peterson, like, never plays preseason anyway, and the card's like, well, Peterson decided he's not going to play. Okay. Okay. It was in his best it's interest to rest. So, I love it. He's not going to play. Don't freak out. This is AP every year. AP never plays preseason, so don't freak out about that. <sighs> so then we'll get to the Teddy Bridgewater situation. So, 
he again he had a great game, 12 of 16 for 161 yards, a touchdown. The offense looked good. Charles Johnson looked good. Stephon Diggs looked good. Laquan Treadwell even looked good. And now I don't know what to do with any of these receivers because Bridgewater suffered a knee injury. He tore his ACL, and he has structural damage in his knee, and he has issues with his kneecap where his knee was dislocated. He's out for the season, um, placed on IR. He should be ready in eight to nine months and hopefully can play by next year. So players are devastated. We have players vomiting, but we're looking at the injury. Players were throwing helmets because as a, you know when you see an injury, if this is a oh, they sprained their ankle, they'll be out for a week or two, or season-ending. This was a very clear season-ending injury. Ambulance to the field, practice was canceled. Um, gruesome, yeah, gruesome injury. Yeah, Zimmerman's little uh, interview afterwards was very heartbreaking. It's just You could tell, he's just like, number one thing is that Bridgewater's a good guy, good well, kid. Well, it's rumored that they thought it was going to maybe amputation. Yeah, they thought that, the, that he was going to lose his leg. And the good yeah. news is he won't. He's going to recover. He's going to be just fine. It's just going to be eight to nine months. So that is the good news because people, I mean, it was devastating. I mean, this was a bad, bad injury. Um, so where does that leave us? Obviously, if you have Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, you need a backup plan. Sean Hill is not your backup plan. Sean Hill is the person who will be stepping in at this point in time for Teddy Bridgewater. He has never started more than ten games in any season. He has not looked great the last few years. You know, he... He's the Blaine Gabbert 2.0. He's just not the answer. And this makes me really upset because I was feeling really good about some of these wide receivers, especially after last game and seeing how they were finally gelling. And now I don't know what to do with Stefan Diggs, Charles Johnson, or Laquan Treadwell. I don't know what to do with that at this point in time. And unfortunately, you know... Whatever, the play calling is still going to be the same. They're not going to throw the ball anyway. So I, I know, but think... those guys weren't fantastic last year when Teddy was still a better option but still trying to groove, and now you've got Sean Hill in the mix. You know, I mean, they're, they're still viable, but I think their value drops. Yeah. Stephon Diggs was looking really, really solid and good, and now I'm like, well, I can't use you as my wide receiver one at this point. I can't do it. Maybe not even a wide receiver two. I can maybe think of even a flex maybe when your team decides to pull it together. So it's really sad news. I don't. I wish I had better news for you. Um, but I'll you be don't. intrigued to see what they do with this preseason game, though. What, how they try to play this out in terms of trying to gel. So they also we were all there when you got drafted. We were. Yeah, we were all in New York together at the NFL draft, and it was uh, one of my favorite memories. Was us being so excited the Vikings traded up to get him because we couldn't believe he was going to make it out of the first round. Yep. Right. You know, yeah, and snagged and right at the end. Johnny Football was gone. Blake Bortles was gone, and it was like, what's gonna happen, to Teddy Bridgewater? Why hasn't he been drafted yet? And I don't know. He's just always had a soft spot in my heart, and he's considered one of the nicest guys in the league. Our thoughts are with him. It's just really sad. It's really sad. Really, really sad. Oh, Houston <sighs> Texans, the Dallas Cowboys. We're gonna keep it rolling with the sadness. Well, which part's sad <laughs> to you? Well, the Cowboys are after this. Oh. I was like, what part of the Texans are sad? Oh, They're exactly like, what we expected. Um, <laughs> sorry. I got ahead of myself. It was the same matchup. Same, same matchup. Sorry. Same matchup. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you're drafting him. Lamar Miller, you're drafting him. Was a little, you know, I didn't love what I saw the last preseason game, but it wasn't bad either. I just, you know, I was hoping for a little more confidence there. 
so you're playing them. For me, the issue is our wide receiver situation because obviously DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver one, the best wide receiver on the team, hands down, not even a question. But then we go into a kind of battle for who kind of flushes out that wide receiver two and three option between Jalen Strawn, Braxton Miller, Will Fuller. You know, Miller had a good game. He caught three passes for 29 yards on his three targets. He looked good, and, and he caught some difficult passes. Um, Strong also had a decent game. Will Fuller had a great game. He got three passes for 67 yards and a touchdown on four targets. You know, Brock seemed to really like targeting Fuller. He felt very comfortable with him. Um, to me, it's just tough to say who it's going to be. But luckily, all of these guys are basically going undrafted to later rounds. So no matter who you pick, you're not going to really choose wrong, right? Because you're not going to be stretching and reaching for these guys per se. If I had to put my money on it, I feel like Will Fuller's going to be the guy. Even though Jalen Strong is listed as the wide receiver two on the depth chart, I think that I just am seeing a little bit more chemistry between Fuller and Brock than I am with the other two guys. So if I had to lean one, it would be Fuller. And I think he's a great sleeper for this year. And especially in daily games, either these guys are going to be so cheap and can definitely produce a lot of high numbers for you. Keep them in mind for daily. Brock, he looked good. 11 of 13 for 146 yards and a touchdown. They're starting to gel. Brock is a viable quarterback to option. So yeah. who knew? And what's weird is this is I don't want to wish upon injury to anybody, but wow. But what makes me feel a little bit better if about that injury this. would have happened to him instead of Teddy, that would have been okay. Oh, bro. Sorry, that was me. Go on. <laughs> well, what's what's interesting is that <laughs> they still looked decent despite the fact they're missing their center, Nick Martin, who's out for four months undergoing ankle surgery. We talked about that last week about how he hurt his ankle and they thought he may have to have surgery initially. They didn't think it was going to be serious and then they realized it was more serious than they thought. Um, so, you know, it's, he's they're still doing okay. And J.J. Watt is progressing and there's a chance that this guy might play week one, which is crazy to me that he might play. But again, he's a freak of nature and even doctors think there's a possibility that he might be able to play to be able to heal in a matter of weeks for a six-week healing surgery, but, you know, that's JJ, so I wouldn't rule him out. That's good news for this defense. They're always a top defense, so make sure you consider them. But there's a lot of fantasy gems here on this Houston team that all have very low ADPs that you've got a good shot of getting and getting some great value out of. Cowboys, Brandon. All right, Dak Prescott is now the official starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, what I will say is that his first two preseason games were definitely the statistic high, right? So six touchdowns in two games, and everyone thought he was going to go to the Hall of Fame, and we made jokes about it. But to be honest with you, I actually was more impressed with his performance against the Seattle Seahawks' first-team defense mm -hmm. uh, in the third preseason game out of nowhere because he was not supposed to be on the field than I was with anything else. And in in particular, it was his two. It was his command of the two-minute offense at the end of the half that actually was really, really impressive for any quarterback against Seattle, let alone a rookie who didn't think he was going to be playing. Yeah. I have high hopes for him. I, I really am excited for him. I am sorry for Tony Romo. I will say, uh, I hope Tony Romo puts his health first. That hit was. That was not a big hit. To watch. It was, but it was like uh, the guy just, you know, it was a normal hit. It was, it was a normal nothing, hit, and not even, I mean, maybe even light. I mean, I, I'm not saying that Tony Romo's not tough. I'm saying that like 
I don't know if this is going to happen. So anyway, uh, I will say maybe Jason Witten's stock goes up, actually, because it's a rookie uh, quarterback, Courtney, TM, right there, trademarked. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, if you thought he was a first-round pick before, he's still a first-round pick now, as far as I'm concerned. If anything, he's going to run maybe more. Uh, and by the way, you know, Dez has a good connection to Prescott. I, I feel fine about him as well. Sleepers, you can add Cole Beasley and Bryce Butler to the mix, in particular Bryce Butler. You can get him basically for free, uh, four passes, 96 yards, and a touchdown uh, throughout the preseason. Alfred Morris, Clear handcuff for Ezekiel Elliott, and I'm not impressed with Terrence Williams. You could have probably taken that soundbite from any week of this podcast, but just FYI. Yeah, I may have him drop. I may have him ranked a little too high. I always always rank. I always rank him too high at the beginning of the preseason. That's what I do. I believe there's was that there's she likes there's nothing there's nothing. I do. Um, Green Bay Packers are the Kansas City Chiefs. <coughs> the Packers. Um, listen, if you want a Packer, you're going to need to get him, and you're going to have to get him in the first three rounds, and that's just mm-hmm. no joke. That's literally where all of them are going. So you can't get all of them, so pick and choose. To me, Aaron Rodgers, I think, is the number one quarterback this year. Um, I'm all in. Jordy Nelson Back to full practice, you guys, on Monday. He's a go. Randall Cobb, wide receiver to yumminess. And Eddie Lacy, of course, uh, great value, middle of the second round. I think he's amazing. I'm all in. As far as sleepers, we're going to put Jared Cook in the mix. Brandon, mm. your boyfriend. Yep. Her when fave. you cheat on Terrell Pryor, it's with Jared Cook. And okay, <laughs> I'm gonna stop with this guy. He is getting it done in preseason, and they seem to really like to target him. And again, you can't can't lie with the targets. If it's there, it's there. So bummer. Right. Um, listen, I I not drafting him number one, but as long as you don't have Delaney Walker or Gary Barnage, because my Jared Cook is going to be going up against Houston that week of their buy. He is the perfect buy guy for all the other top tight ends, you guys. He plays, like, extremely easy teams. So feel free to drop this guy as your fill-in. Injuries aside. Kansas City Chiefs, Ashley. Travis Kelsey, he's a must. Kansas City defense, they are also a must. Mm. Um, Jeremy Macklin, he caught five of his seven targets for 44 yards. Mm. Looking good. He's still the main target. That should be no surprise to anybody. Again, not only with the Andy Reid love and connection, but this is Alex Smith's go-to guy. So that brings us to the running backs. Mm. A little concerning. Jamal Charles, his knee did return to practice, so that's good news. He has yet to play in a preseason game. That's the bad news. He's a vet, so we're not surprised he hasn't played in a preseason game. That's the good news. But the bad news is that he is expected to be back, so technically he is behind schedule of where he should be. Now, when you talk with Andy Reid, he basically has indicated this is a matter of Jamal basically getting the trust in his leg. So anyone that's had a major injury, you know there is this grace period when your knee probably is healthy enough to make the sharp cuts that you need to do, but you have to basically kind of it's a mental test. You gotta it. mentally test it. You got to try it out. You got to kind of do a little, maybe 75% kind of a cut instead of a full 100% on it. And he's getting there, but it's a matter of trusting the leg. And the, and the way Andy Reid put it is that it's a matter of time, and they're okay with that. They're totally fine with him taking that time. 
um, and they have faith in him, he's still going to be the guy. But as of right now, Spencer Ware is the backup, and so you know he's probably going to start the season. If we're going to be honest, he will probably be the starting running back. Um, and he's done pretty well. Nine carries for 24 yards and a touchdown, four catches for 26. I think they're probably going to utilize him kind of like we talked about in terms of uh, trying to keep other running backs fresh. I think they're probably going to do something similar in this case and use Ware a little bit more than they may have in the past to keep Charles fresh, especially as he kind of gains that trust in his knee. So if you're going to draft Charles, you probably want to make sure that you draft Spencer Ware as well because, again, we are looking at a player that has injury issues the last few years. Something to think about. Uh, in terms of other wide receivers, Chris Conley is, you know, he's looking decent, guys. I mean, he's, again, not even going drafted. But someone okay. I, want, I want you to think about for later on. He's not someone you need to pick up, but he's someone that I do think actually by midseason will be someone that you might want to be looking to take off the waiver. So just, just, just keep his name in the back of your mind. Niall Davis is allegedly available for a trade. He's been shopped earlier this offseason, so he basically will be non-existent on this team. <laughs> Back up to Jamal Charles of last year, yeah. we thought. Um, mm. Baltimore Ravens at the New Orleans Saints. The Baltimore Ravens. Listen, Justin Forrest said his ADP is below Jay Ajayi, and to me that's just darn right offensive. <laughs> and I can't get past it. He is the number one guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's I have him ranked so higher than crazy. Jay Ajayi, don't I? No, his ADP. I know, but yeah. I have him ranked higher, correct? I don't know. I didn't even look. I got so discouraged with the ADP. I wanted to, like, punch Jay in his face. <laughs> it's not Jay Ajayi's fault. It's, it's not, not his fault. No. He's just like, my perfect example of, like, not good. What should happen. Right? Right. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't happen. And, and yes, Jennifer, Justin Forsett has a ton of competition behind him, but good thing for you. Kenneth Dixon is out for at least four weeks with an MCL injury. So that mm. competition is not bearing on Forsett. And the coaches like Forsett. They really do. They love him. They think he's got his legs still. So grab him and feel good about it. Sleepers Mike Wallace is the clear number one guy, guys, over Kamar Aiken. I don't know. It is what it is. I can't tell you why, but it is. So... It's not a good sign for the wide receivers, um, especially Kamar Aiken, when you have two more guys coming back, obviously with Steve Smith Sr. and, and Perriman. So, uh, but the Ravens wide receivers have the fourth easiest schedule. So. Is Prashad Perriman ever coming back? That's I don't know. That is the real question. Do, ha, no, probably not. Back to what? We don't even know. I feel like it's a giant joke, and he probably lives on one of those like beachfront properties on one of those HGTV shows and has never no intention of ever coming back and playing in the NFL. Or ever, he's never played in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it's really interesting. Um, but he's a Mike ghost. Wallace, guys, is a great value pick, and don't draft Benjamin Watson. Is placed on IR after tearing his Achilles in Week Three of preseason. Mm. Um, Achilles honest, has been hit just, hard. I would just stay away from all the tight ends from Baltimore. It is a tough position in that city to stay healthy, and I'm just staying away in general. Like a pit of the fool. Tight ends in Baltimore is not a good combo. Brandon, the Saints. Um, I hate that Sean Payton wants to start the starters in the fourth preseason game. It's just, I don't get it at all. Drew Brees went 9 for 12 for 78 yards and a touchdown. That was fine, in my opinion. So, boo. Uh, but he will be playing again. Mark Ingram is the starter in an offense that needs to score. 
Yes, please. Uh, Brandon Cooks, wide receiver one on an offense that needs to score. Yes, please. Willie Sneed looks good. He looks look really, good. really good. Four for four for 58 yards and a touchdown. That's just his normal thing now. It's just what he does. And he's going in the 10th round. Now, I know they like to spread the ball around in New Orleans, and that's why everyone's nervous, and I completely agree. But again, double-digit rounds, I'm okay with taking a guy who's talented, and that's where you take Willie Snead. Um, sleepers, Michael Thomas he has a lot of buzz right now. He is a rookie wide receiver. I'm not as in love with it. A lot of potential targets, uh, but he's a rookie, and um, he's going around the same time as Snead. I would prefer Snead myself, uh, although I think he has a lot of talent uh, in the future. And I'm nervous about Kobe Fleener, you guys. Does yeah. not look he looks good. Bad. He looks bad. Does not look good. Not, does not look good. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to not be nervous, you guys. Like, Okay, the team has such you have them in a lot of drafts too, don't you? No, I think, I'm in, I think I'm two. Oh. I think. I, I, I'm a little diverse because I have a lot of Antonio Gates. I just oh, believe okay. they're going to make that. They're going to force it to him, so no matter what. But um, but he's struggling with drops and communication. He's a work in progress. He's going as the sixth tight end right now in ADP off the board. That is crazy. There aren't a lot of good tight ends, though. I'm actually finding – here's a draft tip for everybody – I'm going higher on tight ends. There are a lot of tight ends I don't like this year. I'm going higher, and then I'm taking one of those sleeper ones we talked about, like the Virgil Greens of the world and what have you. Um, but I, I, I'm not comfortable with Kobe Flaner and below. I think we have all underestimated his relationship he had with Andrew Luck from college to pro and how long this probably took for them yeah. to have that communication that clearly is not... And then and he was the still Saints, dropping balls. The he was still dropping balls, but I think a lot of what we're seeing here is just, like Brandon says, the communication. And I think th this is a big struggle for him that he's having with Breeze. And I think you know he had a lot of time for those two between Luck and Fleener to understand each other to maybe mitigate it a little bit. And now we're having a big problem here with the Saints. Ugh. I don't know what it is. But I well, just I don't hate to cut it. you off from the Fleener dis depression because we're about to do Game of the Week. Chicago Bears at the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. yeah. Game of the week. Yes. <laughs> All right. Chicago Bears must drafts. Listen, you guys. Facts are facts, and the Bears have the easiest schedule, like, across the board for all positions. It's nuts. So, sure, you don't want to believe in them. I get that. I'm okay with you moving, terrible. moving past them. But if you're going to stick with any of them, I guess it's Jeremy Lankford. He appears to be the workhorse, you guys, uh, and so it is what it is, and he's going to have lots and lots of touches, so get him up in the fifth or sixth round, and I think you're just going to have to deal with that, and it might be really good. It might be really bad, but it might be really good, so sleepers, Kevin White, you guys, he's had an awful preseason, but you know what? That's okay. It's preseason's preseason. He is one Alshon Jeffrey injury away from being the number one wide receiver in Chicago, and I like sure. that sound. It's a highly like that likely sound. situation. Yeah, and he's not going super high. He's actually dropping in ATP, ADPs because he's been doing so bad. So, okay, all right. Get him in the 10th right. round. Okay. All right, so Zach Miller seems to be back on the field, you guys, which is good news for everyone. Yeah. Just talking about how the tight ends is getting really thin. Um, we have him ranked 13th, but as we mentioned earlier, buyers beware. Like everyone else on this team, he is injury prone. So never played all 16 games in the four years in the NFL. 
And don't draft Alshon Jeffrey. I still have him on my don't draft list. I bumped him down to 20th wide receiver, um, which is way lower than anybody else, you guys. But I'm a believer that he is not going to be playing this year for very long. So, sorry, but it is what it is. The Browns. All right, the starters are playing in the last preseason again, uh, game again. Why? Stop this. Anyway, watch out for injuries. RG3 looked meh in the third preseason game, but he looked great in the earlier games. This is RG3. Up and down, up and down. But he's only a 13th round quarterback, so if you're one of the people that really wants to wait, if you want to rise ups, that's great, because if you're streaming him with another quarterback, you don't care about his down weeks. That's not when you're starting him, hopefully. Um, But yeah, so that's how I feel about that. Isaiah Crowell, early down back. He is clearly the starter, you guys, going in the He is the round. starter. I don't understand I don't, this. I, I don't understand. And actually, you know what? Duke Johnson's not getting as much work as I think that everyone thinks he should be getting, including Duke Johnson. That doesn't mean it's not going to change. But I am saying at the early part of the season, if he's your running back one, I'm a little concerned. Gary Barnage, though, is involved. And amazing. Yeah, he is. I want yeah. him on my team. Pryor, again, is still involved. Coleman is struggling, though. So he is someone that I'm only drafting if I have a deep bench because I think I'm going to have to keep him on my bench for a few weeks so that he gets it. He had injuries. He wasn't able to play with the team. Uh, that's what's holding him back. It's not his talent. It's the injuries. I'm fine with that. But if you can't hold on until week four, he may not be the right guy for your team. Yeah. Don't draft Josh Gordon, and I'll tell you why. Because he's going in the fifth round. He's been going as early in the fifth third round in some of the league, in some of the leagues that I'm in right now. It's crazy. He's looked good, but come on now. He's he's suspended for four games. We don't know if he's going to get in trouble in those four weeks. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but let's look at history. And that's such a high, high draft pick. I what? don't know. I am so tossed with this one because, listen, people are taking Le'Veon Bell. He's out I for know. three weeks. People are taking Tom Brady. You know, he's out. And it's like, man... Josh Gordon, I would take him in the is fifth. a freak athlete. Like if he can stay healthy, which is what I worry about with people with suspensions, and he hasn't played since 2014. But yeah, I just he's worry had more that. years of not playing. Yeah, here's, here's the thing: That's I would take thing. him in the fifth because he was going in the third, and that was crazy. The third. Fifth, I agree with Courtney. It gets into the murky waters here. I don't know. But again, I don't think it's a health issue. It's a sober issue. Can he stay sober for exactly. four suspended weeks? There's so many questions. To me, that's eighth round or later. And since he's not there, he's in no draft. Could he maybe be great later on? Sure. But again, you have to get to your playoffs. I don't have time to wait for you to get great. You need to be great now. He'll be great I, the first time he steps on the field. I don't know. I, I don't know. All right, we're moving on. We're moving. We're going on. back and forth on it, but I stand. Stand. This yes. is good. It's Listeners, tough, you, it's you tough. do you. You do you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Denver Broncos of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Denver's defense. We have them ranked number one. You're taking them. C.J. Anderson. Obviously, guys, they're running the ball. This is their play. This is what they do. They run the yep. ball. Devonte Booker to me is a great handcuff to have. He looks great. He's doing well with the offense. Perfect. C.J. Anderson. Devonte Booker. Love the combo. 
Demarius Thomas, my biggest thing to say about Thomas is let him fall to you. Do not reach for him. He's a wide receiver 15. He should not be drafted any higher than the 14 guys that are higher than him. And I mean that. I have him ranked a little bit higher than some people, a little bit lower than others. But I'll tell you, do not reach. When you have you a quarterback have situation that you have, that you have, do not go any higher, okay? Um, and that's the same thing goes for Emmanuel Sanders. Um, and you know who doesn't have a hard schedule out of these group of guys? Because Demarius and Emmanuel do. It's Virgil Green, you guys. And I'm done with uh, maybe tight end two. You, I, he's going to be good, guys. He He's going to be really, really good. And they have this move, which I'm sure other teams have seen because I've seen it, and I saw it in the practice too, where he's just like slightly left of the field goal, throw it, and he catches it every time. Every time in the end zone, and okay, so they target him in the red zone. I'm all about it. Um, and if you're in a dynasty league, guys, Paxton Lynch is the Broncos' future, so don't sleep on him just because he's not a, a move-in. Um, and with that, the Broncos are actively looking for a new home for Mr. Sanchez. The Vikings are strongly considering him. In quotes, there. Um, but unfortunately, it doesn't look like it's going to pan out. The two fumbles were just enough for Kubiak. He's had no more. Um, so sad. And he doesn't want to leave. He says, I don't want to leave. I love it here. Aww. We love you I too, really Sanchez. Like you too. I really like Sanchez. Really sad. Garrett Graham, he was placed on IR after not being able to shake a shoulder injury. If you don't know who that is, it's Owen Daniels' uh Duplanger, what do they call him? They're like exactly the same person. Yeah, that's what the, he is. Yep, that's it, guys. So he dies. I think Kubiak just needs to figure something out because these Daniel Owens he keeps getting are just not panning out. <laughs> All right, Kubiak, move on. <laughs> move on. Be the coach that's not a tight end coach, okay, dude? Because it's not happening. You're going to pity us all. All right, Cardinals. The other person that looks really good right now is David Johnson, and everyone else on the team looks terrible. So I'm actually going to abstain from this. I literally didn't write anything down because I believe it's a red herring. It has They're to be. They're going to a really hard time this preseason. It's really bad. hard time. We need to, like, this needs to be our moneymaker here, guys. This needs to be the Green Bay Packers. This I, needs to be good. I just can't imagine a team with Larry Fitzgerald, uh, John Brown, and Michael Floyd to stink. That doesn't make With, any sense. And Carson right. Palmer. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Palmer's terrible. Bad. Really bad. Really bad. So I'm concerned. I, Do you think I'm the gonna... Cardinals are shopping Sanchez too? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Poor You're Sanchez. Mean. I like Sanchez. I'm bummed. But, but yeah. the two fumbles, man, like, oh, my gosh. Talk about worst timing. Anyway, my, my old comment on this is that I think you need to just keep with the uh, drafting the Arizona Cardinals where you're drafting them based off of their talent and what they did last season, not the preseason because it's just so freaky and then just accept that there there's some risk built in there. Yeah. Bruce Arians yeah. will get it back together. I, they have to get it together. Yeah. So he, that's why he's I have the a number one coach in the league for nothing. Yeah. That's right. So San Francisco 49ers the San Diego Chargers. I did love watching the bewildered look on his face the entire game, though, of just, like, what is going on? Oh, yeah. Oh. No, Bruce Aarons is ticked. Oh, Bruce. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. Oof. Well, luckily, we got the 49ers, and you know exactly what you get out of the 49ers, which is absolutely nothing. Ugh. So this is a team that is so sad. Carlos High, suffered concussion. 
keep that, keep looking out for that. Who's I'm not drafting Carla's side. I just I, want to put that I, out I told there. you earlier on I will not draft Carla's out. side. Totally I've out. made it very clear I will never draft Carla's side. It's too bad. I don't think Talent. you should either. Talent. We've got concussion issues, soft tissue issues. The guy is beyond injury prone. I don't like it. On the it. 49ers. Unfortunately, his backup is Sean Drone, who is also not playing right now, and he is out with injured ribs. So we essentially have virtually no running game in, in San, San Francisco. We've got virtually no receiving game because Bruce Ellington was placed on IR because of his hamstring. So that's not great. Um, and then they did pick up Jeremy Curley. I am intrigued by this, that Jeremy Curley was picked up. But if we know anything of Jeremy Curley, Jeremy Curley is good for two to three good games a year, and the rest will just be disappointment. So don't get too hyped into the Jeremy Curley possibility here either because, again, we don't have quarterbacks here. So we've got Blaine Gabbert, who apparently is still in a um, quarterback competition. No, he's not. So let's let's make that clear. Um, and then we've got Colin Kaepernick, and we're not going to address the whole national anthem and such because this is about fantasy football, and that has no bearing on fantasy football. So everyone can have their own opinions, and we will actually stick to the opinions of what is fantasy football. And he's not relevant for that. He only went two for six for 14 yards in the game against the Packers. Uh, he rushed for 18 on four carries, but again, that is really nothing. Yet Kaepernick does believe that he could still win the starting quarterback job, so I give him props for having faith. You got to have faith when you're a national player, right? You got to always think you potentially could win this job. Um, but what's interesting is that offensive coordinator Chris Monick said Colin Kaepernick, sorry, he expects Colin Kaepernick to be on the roster when the regular season starts, but that is not his decision. I'm like, interesting vote of confidence there. Interesting. interesting. So you're staying away from this entire team, literally. This entire team, you do not draft. Other than maybe Vance McDonald. Super laser second tight end. That's it. Damn. Bruce Ellington was placed on IR as well. Did so we you mention that? that? Yep. No. Okay, good. Chargers. I like Travis Benjamin. Antonio Gates did not play last week, but he's it's the vet rule. We have no reason to be concerned that he's not playing. Again, there's absolutely no reason for it. Danny Woodhead, he's he wants a long-term deal, um, but the contract talks have kind of been unproductive. So now he's focusing on the upcoming season, which makes me sad to think that he probably will not be a Charger next year. Um, and he's so good, he's so good. Bye. Well, get out of there! I know. Get out, get out of there, Danny. Can, come on, he's been a Charger for a while now. But likes the sun. But you know Move what? On. I think if anything, he's going to do great this year to try to you know to some extent you're auditioning for another team at that point. Come to the Keenan, Broncos. Keenan Allen, guys. I, I know Courtney loves Keenan Allen. I've never been a big Keenan Allen person. I don't know where Brandon stands on Keenan Allen. He caught just one pass for six yards against the Vikings. He's targeted four times in the first half. He's only had four catches the entire preseason. Hall of Fame. You know, allegedly coaches are really impressed with him during training camp. They feel like he's doing really well. Again, they love his route running. They love his speed. They love everything about Keenan Allen. Yet... <laughs> he's Keenan Allen, right? Shut I'm up. He's the best. He's not the best. He's the best. Keenan Allen it falls into the Carlos Hyde category that I don't draft. Whoa. Allen. He's not as bad as Carlos. I'm, I'm just saying in terms, of my, in terms of my now drafts, I do not draft Keenan Allen because he always underproduces for where you have to draft him. Well, he's thank going... God you don't do wide receiver rankings, Ashley, because if true. you bumped him down, you know he's going to get hurt. That's true. So Maybe. thank God you don't. 
Yep, yep. Melvin Gordon, though, guys. I am on the Melvin Gordon train. He had a great preseason game. I think it's starting to come together. I think he's going to be okay. Brandon Oliver went out with an Achilles injury. He's out for the season. And they finally got the Jerry Bosa deal signed. So things are looking a little bit up for the Chargers. Up and up here. Seattle Seahawks, the Oakland Raiders. Nothing too much to mention here. Rawls, you know, will allegedly be ready to play by week one, according to Pete Carroll. Again, we don't know what's going to happen between him and Christian Michael. We're looking at a potential shift. Again, Rawls is expected to get the majority of the carries, but we aren't exactly sure on that. Jimmy Graham was a full participant in practice, but he's considered day-to-day. There is, again, no clear status as to whether he will play week one, so we don't love that. CJ Procise is, you know, it's really hard to predict in terms of what's going to happen with him, but Carroll is excited about him but says he needs more time. Not exactly a ringing endorsement, but he's going to make the team, and I think he's someone that might get factored in the later half of the season, but I wouldn't expect much from him in the beginning of the season. And then we're looking at an interesting next roster spot between Alex Collins and Tromaine Pope. Um, it seems to be that it's going to be Collins, um, just mainly because he's better at special teams. So... It should be oh. interesting. Um, so the, my dra- my don't drafts was just Zach Brooks, who was cut, who was running back, and, but you weren't going to draft him anyway. So There you go. Brandon, the Raiders. Raiders. Derek Carr is throwing down the field, people, a lot. He was 12 for 18 for 169 yards and two touchdowns against the Texans. Uh, I'm sorry, the Tennessee Titans, and uh, he's going in the ninth round. Amari Cooper scored a touchdown. He's fine. Crabtree looked good, too. Cooper in the second. Crabtree in the eighth. Again. Crabtree, Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody but this guy named Crabtree. Yeah, don't tell Limited work for Latavius Murray in the third preseason game. They said this because they already know what they have in him. Listen, they've been very uh, upfront with him just being the starter. It just is what it is. And I don't care if you personally at home are watching and saying, I don't think that guy's very good at football. Well, you are not the Oakland Raiders, and they seem to disagree. They are going to start this guy. It just is what it is. Um, and then uh, don't draft Clive Walford until further notice. Uh, this guy didn't catch his lone target last week. And the problem is he still was preparing for that ATV accident. He has all these issues. Um, I was excited about him. Other people were excited about him. And we just might be wrong. And you know what? If people are telling you that they're never wrong at this point in the season, you shouldn't listen to them and their fantasy advice. Things change. People change. And I'm telling you, Clive Walford, I've changed. And he might be a guy that picks up in the sixth mid-season. Week. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, awesome. And he's a late He'll round be on guy. The waivers. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. you can pick him up. So don't waste a pick on a guy, right? When we're giving you good tight end twos that you can take a risk on instead. That's They're right. all risky, but yeah. Well, that's it for us, you guys. Last week of preseason, and then <laughs> we get into real football. Lots of drafts going on. Good luck. We have our family draft on Sunday. Uh, it's going to be interesting seeing how we all know how we want to draft. Uh, but it should be fun. <laughs> We're super excited. Let us know. You know, Feel free to tweet us at HerFantasyFB. Send us a picture of your draft with our HerFantasyFootball cheat sheets. Just HerFantasyFootball.com slash cheat sheets. It's easy, awesome. It'll make your draft go so much smoother, and you won't have to think nearly as hard. Um, make sure to listen to our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Network from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. And, yeah, hop on to iTunes. Give us a nice ranking. That would be muchly appreciated. 
Until next time, no more faking it.